Hello everyone, you are listening to the panel, a comic book review and discussion podcast. My name is Fahed Rahman and today I am joined by Lucia Kitsune Art. She is an Italian comic artist and illustrator based in London. She has exhibited and collaborated with Trevisio Comic Book Festival and Luca Comics and Games when she lived in Italy. In the UK, she published some comics with Hellbound Media, and she's been part of various international zines, zine projects, and anthology. Last year, she published her original comic, Midnight Heart, a murder mystery with a twist set in Victoria, London, at the turn of the 19th century, featuring a cursed mummy, a glimpse into ancient Egypt, a queer and a queer love story. Midnight Heart gained positive reviews from uh, Broken Frontier, and AP2 is our place to hold your cape. Yep. Yeah, yeah. um, <laughs> and, and is available online at her website and at conventions she'll be attending in 2022 and at Gosh Comics in London. How are you doing? Hi, nice to meet you and thank you for having me. I'm, I'm good, I'm good. Uh, okay, uh, p- a pleasure to have you here. And today we are going to be reviewing Renegade Rule. Yeah. Uh, the Manhattan Mist have beaten the odds to land themselves at the National Championships for Renegade Rule, one of the hottest virtual reality games in existence. But they are in for competition fiercer than any that they ever imagined, and one team member entire future could be at stake. Four queer female friends will have to play harder than ever against self-doubt, infighting, romantic distraction, and a slew of other world-class teams if they hope to become champions. Uh, this is from Ben Khan, Rachel Silverstein, and the art is by Sam Beck. And they describe this book as a celebration of friendship, competition, queer identity, and the insane things that we do for the people that we love. Thank you to Rachel. She sent me this advanced review copy like uh, sometime during the pandemic, and I've just not, not had the opportunity to review it. So uh, thank you, Rachel, for sending this over to me. What were your kind of like initial impressions of the of the book? Well, honestly, I mean, the first impression was that it was very queer, and I mean, it, when I say very queer, it's just like every most most of every character was queer, and it was a really nice surprise, honestly. Even if they said that the the main characters were queer, I mean, I was not expecting basically most of all all of them to be. And also another thing is that I think it's very, very American, the story. (laughs) So I don't know if you can relate on that. But yeah, all the kind of, you know, the show and all the the future reality, but also the way uh, they were always like fighting and just like making a fight to, to make it also during the game, like, I mean, before the, the various games. Uh, just like, you know, bantering between the, the characters and even say yeah. like, yeah, I mean, uh, we should, you know, give a good show for the people. So I find it very, very American in a way. So, but it was interesting. Honestly, I really liked it. Um, it was really nice. And the only thing is uh, I'm an hopeless romantic, so <laughs> I would yeah. have preferred if there was more focus on the love stories of the various characters or the love interesting. Instead of, you know, focusing on the game. But I understand that, I mean, they probably wanted it to be more an action thing. Like, so not not really a a love story thing. That is my, my only thing, like saying... I really liked the characters, so I wanted to know more about. I mean, what what what, what could have happened with them? And uh, because I mean, yeah. there was there was a lot of characters, and the the four 
protagonists were all, I mean, different and interesting. So I would have liked to, to have more for them. That's that's the thing. It's quite interesting that you say it's quite American. The, the impression that I got it that this was very much, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That, that the, the creators took a lot of inspiration for kind of like Japanese sports mangas. Yeah. Oh, this is like a team of misfits that are uh, coming together to take on like a rival team that's kind yeah. of like a higher pedigree so I kind of that's the yeah that's kind of like my mission uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, I yeah. think it was more on the setting of, of like because it feels like a reality show kind of yes because yeah. there was someone that was a, the presenter of the thing so it's this kind of video game that you can play in a virtual reality but the the players are part of this kind of TV show, so yeah. there's like I don't know. I feel like it's an American format now. I mean, nowadays you can find it in every television, but I think it started yeah. like American. And also the presenter is really I don't know always doing these jokes uh, every time before the um, the game starts, and I don't know. It felt yeah. very very yeah. American to me. So it, it reflects the fact that the, all the um, the writers are American. So let's get get into the the, the story then. So um, the Manhattan Mist are a team of that play this game, Renegade Rule, which is like a, a Fortnite-style game that's played in virtual reality. Mm-hmm. And our, our leads are Sasha, who is a healer, Jesse, who is a sniper, Amanda, who's like the team captain. captain. I couldn't quite figure out what her archetype in the game yeah. was. Just, and then you've got... Just uh, say that she's a team captain and that was like, yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we've got uh, Tanya, or Tonya, who is a tank and they play around a little bit with uh, what you'd expect those character archetypes within the game to have with the characters themselves. So like uh, Sasha is a very brash person who's yeah. constantly frustrated with um, her teammates dying. Yeah. Tonya is uh, a tank, but she's kind of very reserved and shy about um, approaching people. Yeah, in the real life, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Amanda, I think out of all of them, probably fulfills like the captain archetype the yeah. most out of um, all those different characters. How did you feel the the interrelationships between the four leads worked? Well, in terms of characters, I think the ones uh, the one I relate the most uh, was Tonya as personality. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, she's, I mean, I like the fact that she was really a nerd for the game. So she was writing fan fiction for it. And she was always updated with the lore of the game. So I find it really relatable as uh, as thing. Like, And also it was nice that she was kind of um, always a disaster queer. Like in real life, she's really not really uh, thinking that she's she should be there like she has a bit of imposter uh, imposter syndrome and but it's 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 nice that she managed to overcome it during the um, the whole arc of the story a a bit i really like it also tasha and how she's really always angry and she's always cursing at her teammates just you know to to be not to die as you said and i think it's really cute and also i like the contrast between her uh, and tonia because she is kind of the yeah. the womanizer of the team like the one that she really can have any girl she wants uh, while Tonya she tries but she's always super awkward so yeah I think one of my favorite sequences in the in the book is where Sasha uses this like pickup line I on the girl and then yeah and then Tonya tries to use exactly yeah. the, the same one and it doesn't it doesn't work so exactly, I really like the, exactly. the, that, that kind of like interrelationship of, of those um 
those two characters. Yeah, yeah um, that, that was well. really cute. And and yeah, I mean, I loved also the other ones, but yeah, I mean, Amanda, I think is really like also the the kind of you know main character with her own motivations and you know that the team leader and everything. And and Jesse is really I don't know. <laughs> I really yeah. loved the. Um, that she was, um, she has a, a boyfriend, and they are both bisexual, and they were just always uh, thirsting of, of others. So it was really refreshing to see something, something like that. I mean, being in a relationship, but also being able to joke, not joke, because you never know if they were just like serious about it or if it was just like you know pretending to to say, but that, that they were like just like really yeah. open in their relationship, and that was really really nice. It, it took me a little while to realize it was kind of like <laughs> yeah going on there, was... and I was just oh okay, that's that's what's yeah. happening. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was funny also uh, that none of them remembered the name of the boyfriend and I think it was never mentioned. Yes. So they were like, okay, yeah. they are, you know, one year they are together and still we don't know and now it's too late to ask. <laughs> that was cute, yeah. So I think most most of that the emotional depth comes from the stakes of the the final. Amanda's yeah. uh, mother is quite ill, so they need because it's based in yeah, uh, America. Exactly. They don't have like that's, that's also one care. of the aspects that I was saying. Yeah, it's really American. <laughs> yeah, it's like, kind of like like taking a page out of Breaking Bad. She needs the the money for for, for treatment. Yeah. I wasn't entirely clear. I don't think they said what um, Amanda's mother was no affected no with. she they leave it vague so, so generally yeah. ill yeah just general fictional uh illness yeah, <laughs> yeah i think i mean <laughs> it seemed something is. really serious that they need she needed yeah. some really expensive uh cures so yeah she really needed yeah. to um to, to to win this game to win all the money basically yeah so i, I quite liked what they did with Amanda's character she's like really driven and she wants to win but this subplot where she's quite attractive to the the captain of the yeah. other team that's uh, an object in the way of her achieving yeah. her overall good goals I think that's kind of a, brought a lot of um, interesting uh, emotional yeah, conflict yeah, that, into the story yeah as that well. was interesting as well yeah yeah how, how, what did you think about the kind of like dialogue I found this um it was kind of quite a funny book yeah Honestly, I read, mean, yeah. they use it a lot of young slang. So at the first read, yeah. it was like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> it was really, really yeah. slang. And then, I mean, on the second read, it was like, okay, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, it gets to you. But at the beginning, you're not expecting, I, I mean, I was not expecting it to be like this full of slang. So, but I think it worked I mean, yeah. because for the, for the age of the characters and, also to keep it really relatable i think it was a nice nice idea to to make it also the all this bantering and all this kind of you know one saying something and the other is replying just like trying to to get over the others and i mean some bits yeah. also was really really nice honestly when they were calling one of the one of the enemy teams uh, uh, that she was dressed like a witch uh, and yeah. And, and Sasha was saying the beach of the West instead of the witch of the West. That was really funny. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I found that kind of uh, doing the kind of witty dialogue like this that works in comics. It, I, I write myself, it's it's really not that exactly. easy. It's really tricky, <laughs> tricky to kind of like do. And I think, I don't think I mentioned who the letterer was. I think uh, quite a lot of credit needs to go to them as well so the letters were by uh jim campbell mm -hmm. so i think he did quite a good job 
of lettering the comics so like all the jokes and the gags worked really well and kind of yeah. nailing the emotional moments quite well i don't think you know it's not like a spectacular job in terms of doing anything too rev- revolutionary but i think they did a really oh, good yeah, job of just kind of making also... sure that the dialogue worked well yeah, yeah. Was, there was a good balance between like keeping it kind of serious and keeping it you know more as you said basically more uh more interesting in, in everything without you know, becoming yeah. too much so it was nice uh, so we've talked quite a lot about the uh, about the story and kind of the, the nature of the characters what did you what did you think about the the art the kind of like coloring layout all that sort of stuff i'm i'm always quite kind of quite interested when i speak to yeah. artists uh, and i think there's the stuff that i'm missing out on and stuff i like think that. sam this did a really good job because i i think like i was thinking i mean you know if i was i wish if it was the one that i had to draw these i mean there was a, a lot of challenging scenes so, I mean, I think she did really well. And also the coloring is really nice. Also, I mean, the character design, uh, I really liked the, um, the, the dresses that she gave to um, Sasha in particular, the one that she has during the, um, uh, the game, but also, I mean, the kind of style she has. Also, another thing that I liked is that they also have distinctive uh, styles in the way they are portrayed, like the, the clothing and everything. So that also is 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 a good thing I think when you are a, uh, an artist you know to to make the characters stand out by their own like I mean you see that Sasha is more the one that is more dark lady or just like with the leather jacket or when she is in the game she has this long coat that is super cute and Tonya when she is in the game she is more like you know with the spikes and everything but, but when she is in the real life she has this super cute um, clothes so I think that also Jessie that she is really a chill person and she has this beanie and you know this super laid-back style I think it reflects really the the kind of characters they have and also the difference that they between when they are in game and when they are in um, in the real life so i think it was really cool a nice juxtaposition yeah. i think there was a lot of creative challenges with this one because obviously you've got the real world and then you've got the the virtual world one criticism i maybe have of the virtual world is i think they could have maybe taken a few more like creative liberties yeah. in terms of making either the, the characters look slightly different to the way they look yeah. in in real life or the wilder, more strange world designs, because like Fortnite games, like Fortnite and PUBG and all these other kind of kind of antagonistic, mm-hmm. like team versus player versus player games, do have wild, wildly different looking like environments. So I was just wondering, what would you have done something like slightly different there to make the the virtual world look more like a virtual world? Do you uh, do you think like the, the direction that they went in was a a good one just to make it? I think, like, I mean, like this yeah. is a, it's more cohesive, all the things. I mean, yeah. without having, you know, a stark contrast between the things that happens in the um, virtual reality and, and the normal, normal reality. Uh, so, f- I don't know. I mean, I think it works well in terms like of not having this super, super contrast. Maybe, yeah. mm, I don't know. I mean, I understand that they didn't have, you know, much space and everything. So, yeah. uh, like, 
the idea, I mean, probably we're going to arrive there in the future in the idea that you just have to put a pair of goggles and just sit in your chair and do absolutely, I mean, not moving yourself and being all in your mind and do the things in your mind. So maybe, I don't know, yeah. I would have probably show them like the, the virtual reality works now. So maybe in an environment where they have a mask and you see them like ready to move in their in their space but moving while they're doing yeah. the virtual reality because like this i yeah. mean of course it's simple and it's more faster because there is a lot of to, to tell and not enough space in the in the book but i don't know maybe yeah. I, I would have done that different probably just to to make it more like it's now but yeah but for the rest i think you yeah. work it fine also it, Maybe I think it was a stylistic choice just to keep the the ambient of the game similar to to the normal reality to make it yes. more like I mean, a, that it was not in a alien yeah. planet is is something that can be in the yeah. earth so it can be the jungle it can be yeah. an abandoned store um, fabric so I mean I'm just as a writer kind of a lot of my questions after I'd while I was reading it I didn't kind of have these questions but after I finished as kind of like the questions that was kind of floating around um, in my head that were kind of generated from the art is kind of, well, um, what is so attractive about this virtual reality game if it looks really similar to kind of the real world? Because people, when they go into virtual reality, I imagine they want to go to these. It's like they, you know, avatar the film. Mm -hmm. They want to go to these spectacular vistas. Yeah. And, I think there was some um, of the characters. Really <laughs> there was yeah. some of the characters yeah, so that had, they were just like not human at some point yes oh yeah that's true. so yeah. i think yeah it's probably what you decide so maybe i mean they didn't want it to be you know aliens or whatever i mean the, the four characters they just wanted be, to be the cooler yeah. version of those themselves so yes i mean <laughs> from my point of view i mean also i would probably <laughs> if i could be in a virtual reality just like you know be the cooler version of myself and not be in an alien <laughs> Oh, I was watching this really, um, there's this show on uh, the BBC called Click and they do like quite a lot of like tech, mm -hmm. um, techie stuff. And um, th they, they they did like a little bit on like virtual reality and kind of off that I went to watch this uh, YouTube channel called um, People Make Games and they, they talked to a lot of like virtual reality creators and um, apparently what a uh just because of like the the bootstrap nature of like so, so, some of this stuff a lot of people like uh uh about the kind of male developers that kind of like develop these kind of like virtual reality worlds but they kind of just end up like using like uh female anime avatars because that's they're just read really readily available uh -huh. so it's kind of like it would have been like for me it would have been really interesting if they kind of maybe played around yeah. with uh, that that sort that of stuff also could have been um, nice to, as well to change yeah. the the kind of style of drawing that there would be yeah well, could be yeah could have been yeah. interesting yeah yeah, yeah. I agree. yeah um so i think one of the things the you know the, the artist does really well is kind of like the action sequences you get this it's quite tricky because you really you, you do get when you're doing action sequences like the key thing is you need to kind of like know where the uh characters are in uh, mm -hmm. space and time and in re relation to each other and they do that quite yeah. well here kind of you always get the idea yeah. of like of the objectives over there um yeah kind of like 
the way that the fights are choreographed, I thought were quite yeah, good. Yeah, it was easy to follow. Well. I mean, it was never a, a point where we were like, oh, what, what they are doing here. So for that, I mean, she was really, really good. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we've been talking about it for about uh, 20 minutes now. I think, like for me, I, I, I enjoyed it. I'm not too sure whether I'd kind of like pick up the second trade paperback or not. Like for me, like the journey of these four characters was kind of like quite nicely resolved and i'm not all that curious about what happens to them next what how did you kind of like i mean as about... i said if the next um, session is more focused on the characters and their love interest and they love story like if they're gonna let us know more about tonya and um and sasha or also amanda and gabby that is the the other love interest I would definitely yeah. be interested to know more. <laughs> but then, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like the, the the sports kind of like competitive virtual gaming yeah. side of it didn't really um, um, get as good. I mean, yeah, I mean, honestly, it's probably not really the, the, the focus that I'm more interested in, but still yeah. it was it was interesting. Yeah. I mean, as, as an idea and to to have the story go along, but, I think like they really put a lot of things inside. I mean, hinted a lot of love stories or things. I mean, that were happening between the characters. So I will be inter. I will be interesting to know more. I mean, the, of all the things that they put, uh, just hinted in this chapter. So, uh, is it confirmed that it's good? There's going to be another another one. I I should actually have done my research <laughs> on that. I am not entirely sure. Um, yeah. yeah, I, I imagine. That- there might be. I mean, it's from Dark Horse mm-hmm. Comics, and they've they've, they've done. Yeah, because that. at some yeah, I need at to do some my... point. It yeah. seemed also that there was something before, because I, 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 if it felt like I mean, there could have been already something with these characters. So I was not sure if there was just like you know even a, a number before this one. No, I think this is yeah. the first collection of stories that um that, that that's come out regarding these. Yeah, yeah. Uh, regarding these characters, so yeah, oh, yeah um, I, mean, I think they I think... they they have space to to do more. So yeah, I think it will be interesting. Cool. So to, I think to, to read definitely. Yeah. Okay, so I think that's kind of a recommendation from both mm-hmm. of us. Yeah, definitely. Um, really cool. So let's um let's talk about your um uh, uh, about yourself and kind of like uh your comic. Mm-hmm. So um. Uh, when did you first kind of like decide that you wanted to start making comics and get into art and all that sort of stuff? Well, um, I think it was, I mean, I, I wanted to do this even after finishing high school. And, and I really, I mean, was interested in this. But then uh, um, at the time, uh, I didn't have kind of the guts to move to from my city to Milan that at the at that time it was just a place where you had all the the schools where you could uh, do comics and this kind of stuff so I just found a normal job and just uh, you know keep it as a as a side thing uh, and yeah I mean then I decided to move to London and it's still a side thing because it's not really my my job but at now at least I have a, a part-time job so I can have more time also to spend on my comics but definitely I mean I I took the long way and I did a lot of things but in the end I mean comics is just the 
the the tool that I really like to to express my my feelings because I like to write stories and I like drawing so I think it's the best medium for me to express the things that I want to say so that's basically it. yeah I think <laughs> yeah I think uh, yeah I think that's yeah I think that I think that's that that's the one thing that draws a lot of people to to comics is kind of like that that mixture of like text and yeah. image um like you know can i just uh, like quickly ask you about like the, the comic book scene um uh, in italy kind of what is that like is it kind of superhero focused or is it a lot broader than that is it kind of similar to um uh, japan and france where there's kind of like a wide variety of um titles available yeah what's, what's, i what's think it's like, more it's more like? similar to france because we have kind yeah. of the same uh, vibe uh, that they have i mean and the kind of things available but yeah i mean there is a lot of uh, manga influence because i mean we we also had a lot of uh, in the 90s we had a lot of animes in the in the television public television so yeah we really i mean all my generation and the one after me i mean we are all influenced by anime and manga so you have a lot of mangas you have a lot of uh, western comics so yeah there is a bit of everything to be honest and there is a lot of also of uh, of artists that now are publishing kind of uh, uh, european mangas so it's, it's becoming yeah. a thing yeah and kind of kind of i don't know if you've noticed about like what people think about comics in the uk it's not really seen it's, it's still there's still kind of like that um the attitude towards them that's, that's something for kids is that yeah similar in italy or is it kind of like um it's just a book that you i read? think i mean it, it's becoming better for sure i mean because we also i mean there is still the stigma that comics is for just for kids and that's it but i think mm. it's becoming is is going a long way i mean it's not at the, at the level that France is, where, I mean, comics are like literature and they are really, I mean, well-regarded. But still, I mean, yeah. I think it's it's a bit more um, widely recognized now. I mean, there is a, a lot of um, comics uh, convention as well. So, yeah. yeah. It's it's there. a real shame <laughs> because there's so many great Italian comic book artists. Yeah. Um, I was doing... Um, uh, uh, I was recording a podcast the other week, and um, it, it's uh, was it what was the book called? It's called The Spider, and uh, both the the artists on that worked on it were Italian, and uh, like, but uh, the, the person I recorded it with couldn't find any information about mm-hmm. them whatsoever, and he kind of just kind of broke broke it. It's like a, a reprint of like um, these comic strips from like the nineteen fifties. Um, so yeah, it was kind of like. Yeah. Anyway, um, so you kind of uh, spoke about um, manga being quite a big influence in your generation. Yeah. What other kind of like um, stylistic influences yeah. um, uh, kind of have had a, an effect on kind of the way that you draw and you write and all that sort yeah. of stuff? Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, I, I, I'm born with manga. I mean, back in the days, I wanted to be a mangaka, but then you know. <laughs> You grow up and then you yeah. realize that, I mean, it's not really that easy and level of commitment you need to do. I mean, if you want to, you know, move to Japan and just like draw every day, I mean, I don't know, 12 yeah. hours a day. I mean, it's it's, it's really a lot. So, <laughs> yeah, well, um, actually, um, 
one of my friends he he lives in Japan he visited mm-hmm. London recently and um he actually works full-time as a well not full-time he works uh as a manga artist out in, mm-hmm. in Japan and he, it was really interesting listening to kind of his experience yeah. um about it because he wants to he wants to eventually at some point move back to the UK but he says in Japan everything is done kind of like face-to-face yeah and face-to-face meetings and having that personal connection with like editors and stuff like that is is really important um and yes it is kind of he's kind of struggling with that um at the moment and especially because he's not Japanese he's uh he's British is kind of like that's another he didn't say it was another barrier that he has to cross but it's kind of no I mean it's um, difficult it's difficult because they can be open uh, I mean and I mean, they can like your work and everything, but there is still a bit of, you know, you are not Japanese. So, I mean, whatever you do, yeah. I mean, you have to do it, you know, 10, ta- ten times better than a Japanese person yeah. to be at least, you know, recognized. Yeah. So it's, it's really hard. Um, yeah. So what is your uh, creative process like do you start with a script or is it images kind of how how does that work yeah usually um, if i you. have an idea at least i mean first i write the synopsis down and then uh, uh, i try to put down a script so just kind of thinking how i want to divide the various scene in in the pages and then i do the storyboard and and see i mean how they work together and then uh, I go on with uh, with the inking and the definitive and just like deciding if I want to do um, with if colors is best or if it's black and white is best. Like for for Midnight Heart, I think it was uh, having black and white was uh, fitting with the story since that the theme was um, Victorian times and ancient Egypt. So it kind of depends also on the kind of story that I'm. I would they want to to design basically okay and um what is the like creative process is it uh paper paper or digital i'm um, doing everything how, how, how does, digitally how... at the moment because i've seen that okay. it works better for me because um, it's easy to find the references and also um, to draw the things and you know delete them and then draw them again instead of doing on paper and then I mean I tend to be really heavy with my hands so if if I have you know okay. to to erase many times then I mean it, 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 it makes the process not really enjoyable anymore unless if you're digital I mean it's easier so you can you know control control the and you know you cancel everything okay uh that's that's uh really interesting um where where do you draw so one of my previous interviews was um with someone who's an illustrator and he says he kind of takes his ipad out to the park <laughs> and he'll do his work out there do you need do you, do you have a specific space well, where no, you, I mean, you work or is it kind of like everywhere anywhere i, I wish i could be that kind of person that can take the ipad and just go anywhere but I, I mean, the, the yeah. place where I'm more productive is just on my desk. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I have an iPad, but I, I feel that I'm working best with my graphic tablet still. So I prefer yeah. to use that. And as program, I usually use a Clip Studio Paint that is specifically designed for, for comics. You can do illustrations and other stuff, but it's a program that, I think it's coming from Japan. I mean, it's, it's used uh, a lot in Japan also for mangas. But I think yeah. it's really 
really good also in terms of setting up also the the files and everything because you can say already okay uh, it's going to be 20 pages so you already create the file with all the pages and where you want the um, the thing to be like the, the two pages together and then the others so you can have already an idea uh, even before you start and how the, the pages is going to be and where you have to turn and everything so I think it's really really cool and makes the process easier as well okay that's that's um that's actually you, you're not the first person who's kind of mentioned that so I think that's kind of quite common yeah I, think... uh, I hate to word say solution but kind of like it's a, a common way that people a common method that people use to approach um making yeah, comics. I think I think it's it's easier than I mean because I think the program itself is is created with a comic artist in, in mind so like what well photoshop I mean you can use it for photos or for whatever else I mean it could work as, as well, but it doesn't have these little things that make it easier to, to do. So also it give you also a preview like uh, of how the book is going to be like uh, it gives you really the, the video in 3D and how it's going to be. So that that's really cool. OK. OK, cool. So uh, let, let's talk about um, uh, Midnight Heart kind of uh, how did that first kind of how did that idea first? kind of like come about basically at the beginning the very beginning it was a pitch that i submitted for uh, an anthology that was um was called uh, uh suffix shivers so they wanted to have uh, stories uh that has some kind of horror in it uh, and of course i was not selected but in inside i think like the story is not really that horror is more like a murder mystery so I really liked the idea and, and it started, I think, basically from the, uh, from the ancient Egypt where you have the, um, the thing about the heart that doesn't have to be removed from, from the body. So I think that is what started the whole, uh, the whole story. And then... I really like uh, Victorian times. I really like Sherlock Holmes and all these uh, these things. So they all kind of, you know, created together. And and also I wanted something that could be uh, created in a short amount of pages because the initial pitch that I had to give, I had had to stay in 10 pages. But I realized that, I mean, I couldn't really say everything I wanted to say in 10 pages so it became something that is 30 pages and but still I wanted a story that could be meaningful but also be in a reasonable amount of uh, of pages that it could be achievable and I don't know I mean you you read it so I don't know if I if I did a good job with it but I think yeah I think I think I think you um in terms of like nailing the Victorian uh, aesthetic, um, I thought I thought it was paced beautifully, um, and kind of the, the 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 art was was um, quite good um, as well in terms of the way you um, what was the, what was the note I made <laughs> yeah, just the, the way that you kind of um, placed the mm-hmm. panels. I kind of quite enjoyed that kind of the the um, the, the copy I've got as a, as a PDF is kind of that that, that black yeah. background. Is that the same as in 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 um, 
the print version as well, kind of like the, yeah, like the black yeah, background. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's everything okay, in, in black I, except I, from the flashback that is in uh, white colors. Yes, yeah. So I really kind of enjoyed that and that you know the the contrast with like the um you know the way that that you I mean there's like there's one particular section where um the, there's I don't say it's confrontation but two two of mm -hmm. the main characters meet and the way there's kind of you know the, the uh, 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 Egyptian hieroglyphs are are in the background and how that contrasts with um the the characters in the foreground is something mm -hmm. I quite enjoyed. Um, as well um how long did this kind of that take you from kind of conception to uh final product how long did it kind of take take for you to kind of finish it i think or... i mean this one was basically a pandemic baby <laughs> so i okay. had i had more time during the the first lockdown when everybody everything was kind of you know stopped so i still i still had to work but still i had also more time to to work on it so I don't know. I think it was like six months, maybe eight months. Okay. But yeah, I okay. had I had to work on it like anyway on on my spare time because as I said, I'm I'm not a full co full time comic artist at the moment, so okay. uh, I had to balance and... it with all all the other stuff that pays the rent. Okay, and <laughs> yeah, that pays the rent, yeah, which is kind of quite yeah. important. Um, as well, you need to do need and food on the table, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and food on the table, exactly. Stuff. So you you kind of mentioned that you'd you'd kind of drawn to like Victorian mm -hmm. themes and um, Victorian aesthetics. Kind of what other themes that you what other themes um, are you drawn to? Kind of uh, creatively, I really like um, magic tattoos, music, uh, in particularly alternative music and this kind of stuff. And um, it's probably things that I will explore in my next projects. But, I mean, what I really like also is, as I said before, I'm, I am a hopeless romantic, so I really like relationships between characters. And so particularly queer love stories and uh, LGBT themes. So this kind of stuff is really what I, what I really like to explore in my, in my comics, basically. Okay. Um, it's it's interesting how many people mention music when I talk to them about like theme things that inspire them um, as yeah. well because like like in my head at least kind of like comics is such a like there's there's no sound there it's kind of I such know. a visual <laughs> um, it's such a visual kind of medium but like a lot of um, uh, a lot of artists that I've, that I've spoken yeah. to um, do mention kind of music. Um, and one of the uh, books that we reviewed um, earlier on was basically a comic book interpretation of this like, heavy metal <laughs> album, and so it's kind of like it's really interesting. Yeah. How, um, no, I don't know. I think how those for me personally, uh, it's probably because I used to be in a band. I used to sing, so yeah. uh, I kind of have had these. Uh, first-hand experience on how to write music and you know just like performing on on a on, on a show on a gig so yeah. like one of the things that I really would like to be able to to create is just some using my experience to to create a story that has maybe a band or something I mean you know to 
um, yeah. in the story and I mean and that is something that is happening between the characters but that, that also involves music just because I have, I mean, a kind of background on it, so I could, you know, use it for good. <laughs> yeah. So is does does Midnight Heart have like um, uh, a playlist that we should maybe be listening to um, while reading it, or is that um, not really? I don't, is that I don't not think I create yeah. a um, a playlist for Midnight Heart because uh, that is, I mean, I usually, I mean, my my kind of things are more like alternative metal you know this kind of stuff so yeah. i don't know if they really fit with uh, with midnight heart <laughs> but i i yeah, use yeah. um a music that uh, i think it was I, I don't even remember when i find it but i had the, the i think it was a stock thing but i did also a, a short um kind of how can you say it a video of the of the comic uh, to present the comic just to yeah so that kind you know of, of vibe that is um music that is just like from murder mystery so something you know ethereal yeah. but at the same time you know having some of uh, uh, oh my god what's gonna happen so that that kind of vibe <laughs> yeah um uh so like uh how much research did you kind of have to do into um, Midnight Heart in terms of making sure that the period details were correct and stuff around like um, I definitely, that, yeah. the sarcophagus and stuff like that? Was that kind of quite a detailed time intensive process? Yeah, for you? honestly, I mean, I, I, I try to, to find a lot of references uh, in terms of um, Victorian costumes but also in terms of how to, because there is a flashback uh, in the um, in the ancient Egypt, also about like uh, temples, architectures, and you know all the um, kind of gods and uh, kind of dress that they had at the time and everything. And also, I try, I wanted to be as uh, you know accurate as possible uh, and like not being whitewashing or whatever just like you know just try to be mindful of the readers and of the period and I was very happy when it happened that uh, during a convention one one girl was coming to the to my stall to the and she was Egyptian, so I was like, okay, oh, okay, so yeah, if you read this, please, I mean, let me know if it's, if I, you know, if I, if I did everything good, if you, if you have any, anything to tell me about it that I, I could have done better, and she was actually very kind, and she, she sent me an email uh, after she read it, and she was really, I mean, saying to me that I really did a good job, and she felt like, you know, Oh, that's lovely. Uh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> no, but she also was mentioning this fact that I did not whitewash the characters, and I tried, you know, to be very accurate on the things. So having someone yeah. that is from Egypt that telling you that, I mean, it was really, you know, something really uh, that touches my heart, and I was like, okay, cool. So I did good. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's that's uh, kind of lovely yeah, to hear. You get that um, sort of figure. So I. I you you started going to um, comic cons yeah. again, kind of. Uh, were you at? Um, yeah, I was at the uh, MCM. The latest uh, in May. At the MCM, how did how did that go? How did that it go? It went very well, honestly. I was impressed uh, that it was really. I mean, a lot of people, and they were all. I mean, really interested to to speak with you and just like you know to buy your stuff and to and like it the things so i think it was my best convention so far so i cannot really you know complain about anything so 
it was and also it's always a joy and, uh, obviously to be there and to be to have people i mean coming to you and just like you're like oh yeah if you know you know if you like this come this is my original comic blah blah, blah and they are actually interested in buying it so it's always i don't know something really rewarding to me because i never give it for granted that people like my stuff so it's really it's really okay. a good feeling and uh are you uh, have you are you planning on going to um any other comic cons in the future kind of like things like thought bubble or uh anything like that i think there's the the south london um, zine fest yeah. as well in i July. wanted to, yeah. to go there i mean i don't know if i'm gonna be if i'm gonna be in london uh, at the end of july because probably i'm gonna be on holiday but yeah, definitely, uh, I want to go to Tough Bubble. I was trying to, I mean, I applied to have a, a table, but I think they had really too many applications and already yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of people yeah. that from 2021 uh, didn't go and they're like, okay, we're going to give you the, the place in 2022. So like, I think three quarter of the, of the available space was already from people, you know, moving uh, from one year to the other so there was really no chance even for a half a table but I want to go I mean I've never been there and I know it's basically the place to be I mean for the comic scene in, in the UK so I'm really curious to to go I mean Leeds is a bit far so I need to to arrange the journey but I think I really want to go yeah. and I hope I'm gonna be at the MCM in October as well and yeah and yeah, it's, it's, it's already confirmed that I'm going to be at the anime con in February. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay, that's, that's really, um, yeah, really exciting. Yeah, um, definitely. In terms of um, kind of, we've kind of touched on this a little bit already, kind of balancing uh, the responsibilities of like paying rent <laughs> with um, uh, creative, uh, doing like the, the creative pro projects. Are there any like, tips or tricks or um advice that you can give to people that are in a similar position i mean i think everything i mean uh, every situation is a bit different like in my situation uh, i'm lucky to have a part-time job that is an office job so uh, it's not really i mean maybe demanding and at the same time that it can be one that is in the uh, hospitality so it's just like but sometimes it can be really taxing on on the mental capacity. So uh, it's really hard on the daily to you know switch off from your job and say, okay, this is done, closed, and now I have to you know to focus on my creative side. So that is uh, that that is difficult to to maintain. The things that works for me is setting up deadlines. So. For example, if I know that I'm going to be a, at a convention, I'm like, okay, I know that I have to finish to do this for, for that convention. So I need to be able to, you know, print it before. So I need to, to say, okay, I have to do this, 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 so I can present it to the convention. I can have the, the copies available and, and is a good motivation to me. But then, yeah, it depends on uh, if that that works for me but you know i don't know if it works for everyone so that is the only yeah. the only advice that i can can give just give that having deadlines and try to be you know present and just like trying to do something every day and even if maybe you don't feel like to but 
anything. I mean, even if it's not working on your comic, at least just, I don't know, do a fun art or just like do some sketches, just keep your, you know, your hand occupied. Uh, so it becomes something that you can, uh, you can do also when you don't want to, or you don't feel like to. Yep. So I'm, um... Just a, a, a last few questions, and I'll kind of uh, let let you go. So, um, in terms of the, the comics that you like to create, is it uh, is your preference for long form, short form, medium form? Where would like your preference? I mean, kind of lie? more than a preference is, I think, is just like a necessity. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, for the moment, what works for me is uh, short form. So. Uh, I think it would be, I mean, I would love to do something like this 200, 300 pages, you know, a really super long project. But I mean, I think it would be daunting for me to know to have to do all that work on, on top of my normal work. So having, you know, yeah. short stories that I'm like, okay, this is manageable, I can do it. And then I can always leave uh, the door open to do more. Like, I mean, it doesn't have to be, I mean, I like to create story that can work as one shot, but at the same time you can leave, you know, space if you want to explore more, if you want to have this character do something else, you can still do it later. So uh, if 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 you want. So I think for me what works best at the moment is this. But then yeah, I hope I, I can I could yeah. be able also to do to do more things. Or anyway, I think yeah, if it has to be a long project. The key is always dividing it in small chunks. So also like yeah. I don't know the first chapter, blah blah blah. So it's like forty pages. Okay, done. And then maybe that one you can print it and you can have the first bit and then going on. And so you also see the physical, you know, <laughs> re um, reward of having you know the copy, even if it's just the first chapter. So that is what works for me. Yeah. Um, and uh, what are you working on at the moment? Can you tell, any, tell us yeah. anything about that, or is it? Kind of <laughs> well, it's not really top <laughs> secret. I just posted on uh, on Instagram the other day the the character design of the the new story I'm working on. Uh, is a short story as well as a one shot. And this time I'm collaborating with an American writer, so it's going to be not only me on the writing part, but there is also this other. Uh, writer and it's gonna be a slice of life uh suffix love story as well and uh, it's basically childhood friends to lovers so that is what it's gonna be and it's gonna be set uh, in in the u.s and okay that sounds uh sounds uh uh interesting when when do you think that's gonna be um completed when 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 would be well when can we expect to the, see it? Is it kind of very much in the early stages? It's kind and of on the, early, to watch on the early stages because we just finished the yeah. script and I'm going to have to do the storyboard, but I hope that it's not going to take me too long to, to finish it. So, yeah. I I mean, I, I don't know if realistically it's feasible, but I mean, for next year, February, it would be nice to have it already. Or if it's not for February, maybe yeah. for May, for the MCM in May. Uh, that kind of a deadline that I put in myself, but at the same time, I don't want to to rush or just like you know super stress yeah. myself. So that is uh, yeah, that is the tentative deadline. And, <laughs> yeah. and how are you finding um, collaborating? Is 
collaborating is this like the first time that you've done it or um is it a process that you enjoy uh, no i i mean i collaborated already for for other stories also for the ones that i yeah oh yes yeah, for course, the hellbound yeah. media yeah. um one one story was was written from uh, mark adams that that is one of the guys that's that run the hellbound media um publishing and the other one was written uh, by a friend. So I really like collaborating, honestly. I really like to have uh, con- total control on my stuff. But at the same time, I really love to have uh, to work with a writer. Or I-, I-, I never had the chance to to work with someone on the drawing part as well, like dividing, I don't know, I, I do the characters, you do the background, this kind of stuff. But uh, yeah. for-, for what concerned um the writing part i mean i really i really love uh collaborating because i think if you find the right person that it's it's pure joy because you both motivate uh, are motivated on that and just like can push uh, each other to do the things and you know to have someone that you're like okay i, I did this and she she can check or they can check and just like you know, give you feedback, immediate feedback, and just like being the first person ex- excited on what you're doing, I think it's the best feeling. So I really, I'm always open for collaborating with other with other people. Great. Um, so just basically last um, uh, three questions. What have you been reading lately? So uh, for uh, in terms of comics, printed comics, uh, I'm reading Mon- Monstrous. I don't know if you know it. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah that's uh, we've kind of reviewed oh, the cool. first like, four trade paperbacks, cool. so yeah, be- yes, beautifully written, just uh, unbelievable. Yeah. Art. No, the art is amazing, <laughs> I'm like, always like, uh, yeah, people like yeah, every yeah. time. I mean, it's she's really a big yeah. inspiration, like, I was, I wish, I, wish yeah. I could be that good, so that that one is really, really cool. And I'm reading also, um, Nomen Omen, that is a uh, not heard Never heard. That. It's it's published by no. Image Comics in, uh, in the US. No. I don't know if it's uh, yes. It, I think it's available also here, but yeah, I bought it online. But it's from two Italians, um, uh, the writer and the um, artists are Italian, uh, Marco Bibucci and Jacopo Camagni, uh, and they are really good. Honestly, it's it's really an interesting story, and also this one involves magic and. And bringing basically magic in the normal days, in the actual days, the current days. So it, it's really, really interesting. I haven't finished it yet, but it's it's really cool. So I recommend it to you. And yeah, that's, that sounds great. Another one, and this is really also a big inspiration uh, artistically because I really, really love her style. Uh, Rosemary Valero O'Connell. Uh, and... It's called uh, Don't Go Without Me, the last one that I kind of bought at Coach Comic the other day. So uh, okay. it's really, really cool. And then, yeah, and uh, the, yeah. I think the last thing I read in Italian is um, Prism by Matteo De Longis. And it's really an amazing story. And I, I wish it can, uh, uh, you know, publish it also internationally because it really the story it's really that good and could be really translated also in english so oh um i might have to okay I'll, i might check that off that sounds like really familiar so there's a there's a uh company called europe Com- yeah. comics that do um 
uh, yeah, translations. Yeah, yeah. That title that sounds really familiar. Could be. I mean, I hope, the, the I hope they prison. did because oh, yeah. I, I didn't check, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I know, I yeah. know they did because I remember they also translated uh, in English a comic of a friend that she usually be with me at um, uh, at the MCM. She's publishing in France, and it's called Magic. And I know they also have the. I mean, it's published in French, so I mean, but you can read it in English in uh, through Europe Comics. So that is, I think, it's yeah. really a cool thing that they are doing. I mean, having making the things available online in uh, yeah in English. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just the, the the last couple of questions, uh, really. Um, what would success look like for you? <laughs> Well, I think, honestly, uh, doing the things you love without having to worry about money and pay the rents, that would be really already a yeah. success for me. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But honestly, I mean, even just finishing a comic and having people interested in reading it and letting you know, you know, what they think about it, for me, is already a success. So I, I'm really happy, to be honest. Okay, that's great. And is there anything that um I haven't <laughs> asked you that I should have? I don't think so, yeah. Okay, that's great. Um so um that's it. So thank you for, for taking Thank uh, you for having me. It evening. was really <laughs> speaking to me. It was really cool to, to speak Today, to you, um, honestly. Yeah. Can you tell um our listeners where they can find you um online? Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter uh, at Kitsune Art. Uh, my website is kitsuneart.net. And uh, yeah, where else? Uh, I think that's it. I mean, most there is uh, the places where I post the most. So yeah, cool. So I will um, include links to your website and social Thank media you. in the episode description. Um, uh, guys, uh, please support the podcast by leaving a rating review wherever you find us um if you could also donate to the tip jar that uh, helps keeps keep the lights on uh we're going to be continue doing these um uh reviews of like guest uh co-hosts um while uh, uh cole is kind of like sorting out his medical issues we really appreciate all the love and support and if you want to get in touch with us with a recommendation um criticism or whatever um you can contact us on uh, email at by uh see through panel at gmail.com uh, thank you guys uh, let's say thank bye bye bye